All right, that's the. I'll be heading to the final destination. It's the final countdown. You know how cheesy my school was. Oh. They used to fucking uh play that every single time before like school would start. Like they do their morning announcements. They didn't play like the William Tell Overture. Which one was that? No. Really, really get you, get you in the class. Oh, did they ever do that? No, they never did that. God, I'd just be the worst. But, you know, the final countdown was like, I hated that shit. Final countdown. I heard it every single time. And low-key, that was the reason why I always wanted to be late to school. I mean, or, you know, just me being late in general, because that's what the fuck I do. Yeah, they should have been playing the John Denver instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Rocky M- Mountain. Rocky Mountain. <laughs> Colorado. Is he, okay, is his name just John Denver, or is he, like, from Denver? I don't know where he's from. His name is well, John, his name John, is just John Denver. But like he's talking about Colorado and like Rocky Mountain, so I'm just thinking he's from fucking Denver or some shit. I look up John Denver. He is born in Roswell, New Mexico, actually. Hack, hack, hack. <laughs> Change that name right now. Those ashes were scattered in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. Wow. Fucking Denver just like Adopt this guy. <laughs> Died in a plane crash in 1997. That's wow. Wow, I saw this three years before this movie came out. Yeah. Well, I guess, wow. I guess like two years before the movie was made. Wow, that's some shit, bro. Yeah, they really paid a tribute to him in this film. Yeah, clearly. Uh well, welcome to Spook Chilber again. Brandon, we're doing a marathon here. How do you feel? A marathon? I'm fine. Uh, we're back to back. We're fucking cover a lethal weapon. They here. don't they don't need to know that. They don't know <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes. Well, well. Oh, you know, we did the last ten films in one sitting. You know. Yeah, we could, yeah. Or we you know what? We just shoot like every episode all together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just do a this is actually we we did this all in like early May. <laughs> yeah. We just she so spent a week doing it. And then we just we just release them and so we just chill the rest of the year. Yeah, man. We're we're, we're Kanye. We're like we we locked ourselves in a house. <laughs> and we just like, yeah, that was the that was the studio. <laughs> Every day, just like we, we really feel the pain of being isolated. Yeah. We really turned to be like Alex in this movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing a, vi- a film, a fran- the first of a well-known film franchise for any millennial is yeah, Final it, Destination. It's definitely, I think it's like the most quintessential millennial film of all time. It's. I feel like it's one of these film franchises that like, Everybody kind of knows about it, even without, like... Not watching it, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. It's also like a movie that just like generates like PTSD from like every mundane thing in life. Yeah, for some people. Yeah, like we're obviously not talking about the sequel, but like there's a very famous thing that happens in the sequel that still to this day people still don't like drive beyond like a lock truck. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just don't like driving next to trucks in general. Yeah. That's just that's just unnerving because mm-hmm. they can fucking just crush you in a second. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they're carrying. They could be carrying like a, a shipment of pillows. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, the, the truck itself can just kill you. So, yeah, it, it's one of these movies where like, I feel like it's it's such a great idea of a film franchise. I, I kind of wish that the it would be more like the franchise would be more uh, was the word I'm looking for up there with the upper tier enchilance of like horror films. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start off by saying this movie is not the greatest film. No, it, it really isn't. It is. Honestly, if in comparison to the cheesiness of our last film and this film, this might be almost on the same level of cheesiness. Yeah, but the thing with the, the cheesiness is happening in this film, it's, it's, it's not for this film. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, tone. I, I Okay, I, I'll get into, like, later, like, like with the other, like, installments of the franchise. But, like, the more movies they made, they started, like, kind of, like, showing the goofiness. Yeah. How ridiculous this is. Especially, like, the fourth one. It really leaned in on, like, how, like, this is really stupid, you know? Like, we're now they're, like, doing puns and people are just dying in, like, the most bizarre ways to fucking die ever. Yeah, apparently Death, uh, the Grim Reaper watched too many Home Alone movies <laughs> and just, like, tries to set up the most, like, Rube Goldberg-style deaths possible <laughs> instead of just, like, fucking just, like, having them get hit by a bus or having someone, like, get, like... Food poisoning or food poison. He doesn't want the fucking like slow death. Nah, he wants to go for like the spectacular ones. Yeah, he's not just like yeah, guy got like leukemia and died. That's <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. No one wants to watch that. Yeah. To be so fair, that would not be a very good movie. <laughs> no one wants to watch that. That'd just be like sad. Yo, Death knows what it wants, man. <laughs> yeah, it just wants him dead right now. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like this. Like, again, like, it's not a good movie because it's just, again, young actors. They're, it's almost like a teenage slasher film, if you really think about it. Like, in the level of, like, acting that yeah. this movie provides, also with the script and everything like that. But I think that the concept alone is i think what carries this entire franchise and obviously showing like the unique deaths that they can pull yeah i was gonna say that's similar to the appeal of like the saw franchise of why it still exists to this day Mm -hmm. despite it being gone for like 20 years almost Mm -hmm. it's like 
it's just you would just go to see like the traps like to see how these fucking i think that's how you get the casuals i feel like like real fans of the soft franchise like for some reason are just like interactive with the story they're really into seeing who's the next secret apprentice in the fucking movie like yeah Yeah. oh how many times did they bring back jigsaw like in a flashback that like nah nah it doesn't make sense no 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 he should be dead (laughs) i don't know why he keeps coming back like in terms of like bringing him for story relevancy they got a retcon everything yeah pretty much like the fast and the furious franchise where they retcon like jason statham killing that guy in tokyo drift yeah it's like what (laughs) why (laughs) yeah because they had to be hero now yeah but yeah, like for instance, in Jaw, like Jaw Saw uh, Ten, like the whole movie is about like how his like cancer. He he went to go abroad to fix his cancer, but it just made it worse apparently. And now he wants to kill them because like has like a revenge for fucking me over. Kill who? Like the people, like the doctors that were supposed to help him. That didn't cure his cancer. Yeah. This man is not mentally well. <laughs> oh, like, sorry, we tried to help you, like, but no, but it was like a scam. Oh, it was a scam. Yeah, it was a scam. They hit him with the the, the essential oils. Yeah, or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah, and now he he's trying to get them back. And I'm just like, yeah, well, <laughs> who's the real villain? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's established. Jigsaw's just really fucking petty. Yo, exactly. This man just be like, yeah, I saw you like shortchange an old man <laughs> when you're working down at like the fucking McDonald's. Here, here is like a fucking bear trap on your fucking mouth. I was good. Yeah, there was something like that. It has to be some sort of weird ironic punishment <laughs> or like he's got to like sort out a bunch of like bills up to a certain amount and then if done he doesn't like a bag of like pennies falls on his head and crushes him or something <laughs> or like like such like something starts like cutting his fingers off so you yeah. can't like count it properly <laughs> he's like folding the money <laughs> yeah they say a pound of flesh you know <laughs> fucking goes with the seven motive here <laughs> you gotta cut off like a pound of his skin to, like <laughs> to, yeah exactly Anyway, we're not talking about. Saw. <laughs> we're not talking about Saul, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, concept alone, it's it's a great idea, and I honestly do think this franchise needs to come back. Does it? I do, I do, I personally do it's- because maybe it's a little bit of a bias side of looking at it, but I'm like, I I think that like in 2023, you guys can come. Up. There is a bunch of directors or like ideas that can just come up. And be like, we can make a new Final Destination film, make it back to like serious tone, you know, and then just provide what the fans want. They want to see fucking death, man. <laughs> they just want to see wacky deaths, yeah. Yeah, they just don't want to see wacky deaths, man. Wacky. I'm here for it. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Wiley Coyote style deaths here. <laughs> yeah. I, in, in all honesty, though, like the deaths in this movie are like insanely tamed. As opposed to, like, later what happens in a franchise. Well, I have to believe you. I haven't seen them, so. Yeah. Even, like, but even watching this, like, you you can see how, like, stupid some of these deaths occur. 
Yeah, there's one in the middle, especially, I think we were talking about. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. Like, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. But uh, I guess, like, with this movie, it's very formulaic, in a sense. So, um, I don't know, like, what do you, like, what are, like, positive things you like about this film? Positive things I like about this film, like I said, obviously, the concept is interesting of just, like, you can't escape like your fate if you're like destined to die. Mm-hmm. First of all, the, also the mystery, maybe they explain this in the laters in the franchise of like how this guy even knows these things in the first place. Like if the idea is like, if it's your time to die, it's your time to die and you can't escape it. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is he able to escape it in the first place? Like, I don't fucking know. They didn't explain that in this film. Like, like why they have a premonition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it never gets explained. <laughs> like, that's kind of interesting to be, just be like, oh, what if you could, like, cheat death, right? Like, if you knew your time was coming and you could avoid it, like, sort yeah. of, like, what would you do, right? Yeah. And then I guess the few, the idea is you can't do, cheat death in no. the long run. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, other good things about it, I mean... Honestly, as much as I said the how t- t- stupid the deaths are, that's actually, like you said, that's the appeal of the film in the first place is just seeing how wacky the fucking deaths are. And yeah. Like, what do they come up with, right? Yeah. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's really what you end up looking for because it's like, I mean, the story is kind of like whatever. The characters are like, all over the place yeah like 90 percent of them are like unlikable like i just feel like the only likable character in this movie is like fucking like uh clear yeah and which she is kind of like the de facto like star of the movie other than the guy who plays alex fucking stan yeah fucking stan, <laughs> yeah, alex is stan yeah one character just like literally hates the main character for like no discernible reason yeah he's like you don't control me i'm like i don't think he was ever trying to control you buddy like yeah like i don't there's like some backstory i missed apparently yeah apparently i don't know it's funny enough that like this movie like it it, it's weird because like it's it's a short movie and these horror movies should be short but i feel like the way they communicate in this movie it's like there's a whole other movie that I missed. Yeah, there's just like I feel like there's something I'm like I missed. There's some backstory. At one point, these characters get into a relationship that I don't like. Just happened without off screen. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I guess in that one scene they got, that's when the relationship started. Yeah. When they're on the beach or something, but it wasn't really like <laughs> it wasn't that strongly implied. No, exactly. It's just like it just feels like there's so much missing in these like movies that like i i kind of wanted like to know more but it's like you can't really increase the runtime of this film because like what else is there to really talk about like you don't want to bore people do you know what these, these kinds of films to me to use like an analogy that like i understand this is like the candy crush of movies it's like the kind of thing that's mindless but like is still fun in the moment and it doesn't take up a lot of your time. Yeah. It's like you go to it, you, you know, you, you have some fun, you know, have your popcorn, whatever. Yeah. 
and you just like you know maybe have like a few like laughs you know with some friends and then mm-hmm. yeah that's it and then you then you just kind of don't think about the movie again so like i guess uh, another thing which becomes like a trope in this in this franchise is that it also like has these moments where it it, it kind of like signals you that something is wrong in a sense the foreshadowing yeah. the felt the foreshadowing parts and i just think that like the literal shadow <laughs> yeah well like it gets more ironic like in later movies like the way they do the foreshadowing aspect like it's like a, a huge hint of irony like like again like talking about like john denver here they keep playing this uh john denver yeah and then like yeah him dying in a plane crash in 1997 and then uh like this movie being made in 1999 well i guess the story's happening in 1999 yeah but like yeah like why is the airplane like the airline playing fucking john denver music in the bathroom in the bathroom first of all who plays music in a bathroom (laughs) i never i i've never been in a bathroom where they're playing music right but it's oh well maybe because of the PA system actually I guess but they they don't have to play music over it they could just have it in there and not say anything yeah well I don't know but yeah just the fact that like that's playing it's creating this irony in a sense because they're about to go on a plane or like the departure time is the same as Alex's birthday you know shit like that. Yeah, it's weird because they do a lot of exposition on things that are, like, so minor and coincidental. And then they do no actual exposition on, like, major things like characters' relationships. Yeah. It's just like, oh, uh, the flight's the same date as your birthday. Oh, John Denver's plane. Oh, he died in a plane crash. I mean, it's the idea is the main character is afraid of flying, as shown in the beginning. So. Mm -hmm. I guess the connection was like, oh shit, that's a bad omen, right? You know? Yeah, like he only encounters bad omens when this is happening, type of thing. Yeah, anytime John Denver comes on, that's when you know someone's fucked. Yeah, that's that's the signal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in the concept alone, like I think it's good, but yeah, like you already said, like the the characters are just really fucking bad. They're just literally jobbers at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even like the main character is like sort of a jobber in a way. Yeah. He just happens to like be the only one seeing visions, you know. Well, I I would like to say this that like out of almost all the main characters in these franchises, like in each installment, I do really like Alex. I just think that he's kind of bland. Yeah, that's true. He's just kind of bland they had some potential at one point where it looks like he starts going fucking insane and locks himself up in a cabin yeah i'm like i feel like if they weirdly enough i felt if they just kept that plot thread going for like the rest of the movie it might have been more interesting Mm -hmm. that's what i kind of want to see i want to see a movie where it's like in this series but then nothing happens to the main character the whole movie he just thinks things keep going to happen to him, mm-hmm. but actually, nothing—a single thing happens, mm-hmm. and he's just paranoid the whole film. Mm-hmm. Do you think like the the foreshadowing and all that stuff? It, it's that's the building tension moment. Um, I guess, but it's—I don't know. It's like it's sort of like you know, 
they don't do this anymore, but like back in the day when they had TV shows, they have like audience signs that say applause now that light up and you go like, yeah, applause. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's just kind of like a signal. The audience be like, Oh, here's the, here's where the stuff happens. Now Mm -hmm. you see the shadow that's, 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 that's the stuff's happening now. Mm. You know, it's not like, I feel like if they didn't do that, it would just be like more shocking. If like Mm. random shit just started happening. Mm hmm. It would yeah, be like, oh shit, this is it's going down now, boy. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people. I I personally don't like that, but I mean, I could see some people would find it appealing. Like, I don't know. Like I said, this is kind of movie you can kind of just like not have to think about, and that sort of plays into it. Mm-hmm. If it's just kind of like signals something's gonna happen, you don't really have to think about like like be constantly on the lookout for something like uh what's a movie like something like it follows where you're constantly like looking in the background to see Mm -hmm. if fucking people are slowly walking yeah it doesn't like outright signal that like there's people there right Mm -hmm. this is more like yeah this is this is the this is the thing now yeah i feel like in this movie it kind of works in some areas like for instance there's a particular scene where you see a bus yeah appearing in like one side of the window and then when you when somebody's looking back they don't see the bus anymore like being there so you're we're already getting alarmed something's gonna happen with a bus yeah exactly. but the whole scene is playing how it plays yeah see that's 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 better because it's more just like you know something is going to happen but you don't know where or when or to who yeah well you, you sort of know to who but you don't know where or when mm-hmm. but some other later scenes yeah where it's just like you see fucking someone spilling all their fucking Listerine on the floor, slowly <laughs> going through on the cracks or like someone's dog barking at like a sparking electrical wire, mm-hmm. like for two minutes straight. And like, bro, like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, this is obviously not a good situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in these type of movies, like when they put like the mundane things of life, like, in this movie, it's the air, it's like airplanes. In later movies, it becomes like driving on the highway, roller coasters, uh, driving like driving on a bridge, and like the worst one is like being at a fucking NASCAR speedway. <laughs> yeah, you died in getting hit by a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah cl- literally. Mod Flanders style. <laughs> yeah. She should have seen that one coming. <laughs> yeah. She had all the signs. Why was she there? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, do you think that movie like explores like properly like the fears of like just like everyday life? Like, I guess. I mean, this is kind of like. If anything, this is a horror movie for someone who is has OCD or is mm-hmm. neurotic or something like that. Because it's just like the kinds of things of like people talk with like generally have like fears of which are considered safe, like flying on a plane or like leaving your stove on or, you know, mm-hmm. slipping in the bathtub or something like that. You know, yeah, these things don't happen all the time, obviously. No, They're actually quite rare but it's like 
people have fears of these, even though they're not probable. And this is just like, I guess, plays off those ideas mm-hmm. or like, yeah, so it just plays off those ideas of just like, what's the worst that could happen in this situation, mm-hmm. you know? And this, this is what it, what it goes with. It just it takes whatever the worst possible thing that could happen in that exact moment and makes it happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the idea. So funny there. Mm-hmm. I'm the Mod Flanders. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> yeah, a bit of a data reference for some people, but. <laughs> it's a great reference. It's a great reference. You just mentioned NASCAR Speedway, so that's immediately what I thought of. <laughs> Yo, but you know what? In context, in context of Final Destination, it actually kind of works. Yeah, I was like, I can't really think of any other thing with death and <laughs> race cars that isn't just like a car crashing. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's just break down the plot. And then I guess from there we can go uh, talk about our favorite deaths. Okay, so starts off with high school student Alex Browning, you know, talking to his parents about getting on the flight. And they're like, he's going over some super, you can tell he's nervous. He's like, oh, yeah, I got to leave the tag on from the last flight this plane is on because it survived. He's like, that's stupid. Rips off it, <laughs> rips the tag off. Yeah, I know some people actually still do that, though. Like, they actually just keep the old tags. I mean, I keep my old lift tickets from when i go skiing on my mm. jacket and people are like why do you have those i'm like i'm just too lazy to take them off oh is it like the like the yellow like yeah. oh no i hate when you yeah when people just keep them on man okay, like man. take them off dude <laughs> you're not in fucking dagmar anymore man <laughs> leave <laughs> don't judge me for my lift tickets <laughs> but uh his dad is also i guess a little superstitious about this but they end up going so they're going on a school trip to Paris with their French class. But first of all, I don't know. I've never, I don't like, is this isn't a thing in American schools. It was just in movies where like people just fly to fucking other countries for like school Oh, trips. I mean, uh, like our high school did that. No, oh, where'd you go? Or where'd, where'd they go? Um, I believe they went like to like Paris as well or like some like exotic fucking country. It's like one class that that takes the trip to do that damn but it's not it's like yeah it's not like if you took french like for instance or you took a certain class like they have this like thing where like every week every year like they takes like whoever's in that class to go to paris and whatnot obviously you're paying for it and shit like that i went to a spanish class i didn't go to spain (laughs) well i mean there's some well i mean you went to fucking northern man (laughs) Whoa, 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 that dox me, bro. That dox me. You went to a northern high school in a, in a, in a, in a. I've been doxed. In closed locations. Not from the tape. <laughs> Edit this out. Okay, fair. But yes, you, you went to a public school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to a not fancy school but i don't know how fancy this high school is but i don't think it is but i mean like my my school was not that fancy 
it was a Catholic school. If people think Catholic schools are fancy, then they're really I not. Know. I don't know. There's different levels of Catholic schools as well, I guess. Okay, I guess we were that ghetto. Yeah. Like we just like mo- like modernized our school, so maybe. Maybe yeah. But yeah, like they would have like classes like that, and my school was known as the asbestos school. Asbestos school. So yeah, mine was not so modern. But going back to this, they're taking a trip to Paris. Uh, you get introduced to some characters. We get introduced to Alex's friend. Uh, fuck, what's that kid's name? Todd. Todd. Yeah, Todd. Introduced to fucking Carter, who's who hates Alex for some reason. Mm-hmm. Billy, who's played by the guy from American Pie, Stifler, who's, I don't know, just kind of like a, a goof. I don't know, man. Like, you know what? Like, like Stifler in American Pie, like, Sean William Scott's a really, like, charismatic guy. It just I don't know what is happening in this film because he's just he's 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 like the comedy relief guy. In this yeah, film. he's but he sucks at being the comedy relief guy because the only words he fucking says is "Carter, you dick." Yeah, his comedy relief is just getting run over by cars constantly <laughs> yeah. by the same car. Yeah, which is kind of annoying because, like, ironically, he doesn't even die by something that he almost gets killed every single time. That would have been hilarious. But no, he dies in, like, the stupidest way. Yeah, exactly. Carter is just, like, a salty... He's just a salty asshole for some reason that we don't understand ever. Yeah. We have his girlfriend whose name I don't also don't remember. It's Terry, but yeah, Terry. it's it's okay to... She also is like such a minor part. Yeah, she's a boring character because there's nothing about these characters that we know. And then Clear Rivers, <laughs> the worst fucking made-up name I've ever heard. Sorry to anyone actually named Clear Rivers. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> she's actually the, great, like, the best part of this movie. Like, I think she's like... She is, sadly. Yeah. Allie Harder is like, I guess if you really think about it, like the three main famous characters, like, sorry, actors out of this is Allie Harder, uh, Devin Sawa, and fucking Sean William Scott. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, I forgot to say, the director of this was Jason Wong. He made this, he made fucking the one and he made dragon ball evolution so that's a great list of titles he's known for <laughs> shit man so you already know from that from the fucking like it's a, it's it just so, went downhill from the first yeah. movie the final destination the one and then dragon ball evolution i'm the one of the greatest movie of all time dude <laughs> i still did i tell you about the one I think you did. I think you mentioned it. Uh, that, like, for my, like, ninth or eighth birthday, like, I did it at Cineplex. You know, that's not a weird thing to do it, to do a birthday party. But the movie I chose was The One. The One. <laughs> the One. That's the marketing got to you. I, I don't know. I saw two Jet Lees, and I saw, like, almost looking like, like fucking Dragon Ball Z shit happening. Yeah, you like where he, like, took two motorcycles and he crushed a man with them. Yeah, well, clearly I did. <laughs> yeah, and then Dragon Ball Evolution was also a film. That you mean that was the best film ever? Geeko? Come on, Geeko. <laughs> yeah, but uh, back to the movie. So 
They're all getting on the flight. They're talking. Fucking Todd's like, hey, let's go take a shit, bro. <laughs> Alex's like, what? <laughs> and he goes on some explanation about like, yeah, if you want to take a shit now, then we can't have like sex with these two chicks in the airport. I'm like, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, whatever. I don't know how that logic happens. Yeah. So they've shown some like ominous signs. Like at one point, uh, his alarm clock changes from like the time to 180, which is the name of the flight. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that took a while to get that effect right. Oh, yeah. So. And then the flight attendant was like, oh, yeah, the departure time for your flight is the same as your birthday. And he's like, cool. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> like, yeah. So they're in the bathroom, you know, on the toilet. They got a fucking John Denver playing Rocky Mountain High over the PA. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, John Denver, he died in a plane crash, you know. He's just, like, looking for bad signs, essentially. Yeah. And then the PA comes on and be like, yeah, your flight's leaving soon. And so they're like, okay, well, we better finish up here. So they all get on the plane. Uh, those two uh, those two uh, hot chicks. Sorry if I the word chicks offends anyone, but that's <laughs> just what I'm saying. Yeah. These two uh- hot female, mm-hmm. two hot girls... They're not women yet. They're still teenagers. Yeah. Are asking uh, Todd to switch seats. And he's like, no, I got like a urinary infection. And and I think it's where he said, like, isn't he trying to like sleep with them? How is that going to. I know, right? It just, I guess it just shows how bad this guy is. Oh, yeah. So I have hemorrhoids. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Like, that's so hot, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I got like a yeast infection. I got a really spread out here you know like yeah no it, yeah <laughs> yeah that's what you say to a woman you're trying to pick up i got a urinary tract infection that's what's really hot yeah exactly anything they would do with your penis like yeah yeah just to get it in their mind <laughs> yeah so they have the image in their mind uh so they go back to alex and i don't know what i guess the idea is they have to like sit next to them Right, because mm-hmm. their seats are split up, so they're like, "Yeah, one of them has to switch so they can sit together." But if they don't, then they get and sit next to them. Mm-hmm. But Alex, being kind of like I don't know, not a weirdo, just gives them the seat. Yeah. So he's like, "I gotta sit with you this whole flight." So <laughs> watching Stuart Little, watching Stuart Little, yeah, disrespect to Michael J. Fox and Brian <laughs> Cranston. Stuart Little was the shit. Was that Brian Cranston? Ooh. The it's, dad? Who was the dad? I don't know. I'll Google that, but keep talking. So, how's it? So, everyone sits down. The flight starts taking off. There's some turbulence. And, uh, no, it's Hugh Laurie, sorry. Yeah. Hugh Laurie. But, uh, yeah, there's some turbulence, and they're like, yeah, okay, that's fine, right? And then it, the turbulence pass for like a second, and then it gets a lot worse, and then fucking the lights start going out, and then. Then the fucking just like the side of the plane just like decompress and like shoots out, and like then the seats start flying out. I'm like, what is this plane made of? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? First of all, the seats aren't like bolted to the ground. Apparently, they <laughs> no. Just fly out of the fucking plane. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like you're in like fucking uh, 
I don't know, in, in the air and all that, like, pressure is happening. I don't know, maybe I've fallen away. I feel like they should design a plane to not have that happen just in case. Like, <laughs> anyway, and then the whole fucking plane explodes in a fiery explosion mm -hmm. for some reason that we don't know of yet. So. <laughs> and then it turns out it was a dream the entire time. Then Alex just starts freaking out, be like, oh, my God, the plane's going to explode. Ah. And then fucking Carter being a dick, like, yo, what are you talking about, man? You sit down. He's like, no, I got to get off the plane. And then fucking Carter starts throwing hands for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know why. He's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this guy's problem? Like, what? No, I why know. I right? hate him so much. Like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> never explained, by the way. Spoilers. No, never. I have no fucking clue what Carter's deal is. <laughs> he just. He's mental health problems. Yeah. But yeah. They get kicked off the plane along with uh, Carter's girlfriend, Todd, uh, the te and the teacher as, as well. Uh, one is a male teacher's name, I don't remember, and then Miss Luton. Yeah. Who's like the, the I don't know, the typical 2000s. For some reason, they have to have the hot female teacher. I mean, I never looked at her like that, but sure. <laughs> Look, I'm just comparing. She's like the young, like looking teacher. I'm just comparing them to my high school teachers. Most of them were not that young. Did they look like the ladies that said who, who got the beef? One of my teachers came in wearing like an 1800s dress and a bonnet one day for like Thanksgiving. And it wasn't any different than her normal outfit. <laughs> so. She, yeah. Sorry. Where's the beef? <laughs> that was probably, that was uh, probably too new for her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe actually. She was an English teacher, which was perfect as well. So. <laughs> yeah. She probably taught English for the past hundred years. No respect to her. <laughs> uh Todd freaking Davy Crockett. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so they're like, okay, we can't let you back on this plane. But Miss Lewin's like, okay, well, one of us teachers has to get back on because we can't just send a bunch of students across to the Paris with no no supervision at all. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, uh, the guy's like, oh, I'll stay. And he's like, no, you you know all the French stuff, so you better go. And he's like, okay, makes sense, right? Yeah. So they go on and they're like, Carter starts fighting again for some reason. He's like, yeah, it's your fault. We're kicked off the plane. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, you right. No reason to like start a fight with a guy. Yeah. Who's I, trying to leave the plane. Yeah, exactly. If you really wanted to be on the fucking plane, you could, you know, like. <laughs> That's like if you got on like, you go to like the McDonald's and like the lady in front of you is like shouting at the cashier and you're like, shut up lady. And you start like throwing hands at her. It's like, why? Like mm -hmm. for what? What do you, the situation didn't involve you in any way. Like mm -hmm. what's the point? Like mm -hmm. why insert yourself and make, get in trouble anyway? And they start fighting. And then this is uh, where the plane takes off and fucking just explodes in the air. <laughs> so at this point, everyone is like looking at Alex, like he's fucking weird. Cause he, said the plane was going to explode and then it did explode yeah planes exploding is not a very common thing even when planes go even when planes crash they don't usually fucking just explode especially yeah. in the air right and this was in 2000 so this was before 9 11 by the way mm -hmm. so 
This is also why security is so lax in this fucking airplane. Yeah, it's literally looking like Home Alone 2. Yeah, so. <laughs> They're all weirded out, you know. The FBI comes in and be like, okay, hey, we got to question you, right? So they're just questioning them, and they can't really say anything because it's like, yeah, you said the plane was going to explode. It's like, yeah, I, saw, I just saw a vision, and they're like, okay, buddy, whatever. Yeah. But they have no proof that he, like, blew up the plane, right? Mm-hmm. So after that, they get to, uh, they, uh, they get all taken home. Fucking everyone's family shows up except Clear's. Which, yeah. you know, establish their character of being, like, alone. <laughs> I like how they just drop her off, like, not even in the driveway. They just drop <laughs> her off on the side of the road in the middle of the rain. Yeah. Just to really emphasize the point of no one loves her. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one likes you, Claire. Yeah, also one of the FBI agents' name is Shrek. This is not reference to Shrek, so. No, it's, like, the Max, uh, Max Bond Shrek, I think. Yeah, but I just... You know, this day and age, you can't not think of Shrek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a, I had somebody showing up to work, and I'm like, that's that. Like, I heard like I I heard like Fiona, and I'm like, Shrek's wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So after we get a funeral scene, which first of all, it's. There were 39 victims, and they do this 39 days exactly after. I'm like, that's kind of... That's sick. <laughs> that's kind of in poor taste. The, yeah, that's sick, yo. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> so they have a memorial service, and they have the weird, like, you know, 2000s show, TV show filter for light over everything, where it looks kind of, like, yeah. really hazy. Like, I'm watching, like, a Malcolm in the Middle dream sequence or something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there they, you know, Alex meets up with Todd. I'm like, hey, man, I want to talk to you again. Apparently, Todd's dad doesn't like Alex because he thinks he did know, something. Yeah. Also, Todd's brother died on the plane. Yeah. So everyone's mad at Alex for some reason. Well, not even mad at Alex, but like some some of them are just weirded out by him. Yeah. Like the teacher's just weirded out by him. Carter's just a hater for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's established she's always going to be a hater. Billy just comes up and starts asking for like like future predictions. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, am I going to die? Oh, is uh, is someone going to win the Super Bowl? Like, Yeah. And the guy's like, bro, this is not the right time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, what are you doing, Doug? <laughs> We're at a memorial service. <laughs> right. So after that happens, you know, we get a scene. This is where the... This is where the the fun part starts. We got a uh, Todd in his house, you know, in his bathroom. He, uh, you know, once again is taking a shit. Yeah. And you notice his toilets start leaking, and you're like, "Oh no, what does that mean? Not not the poor plumbing." <laughs> but he gets off, and then the fucking water starts dripping out of the ominously out of the toilet. Mm-hmm. In the it's look it's like I said it looked like Listerine because it's blue liquid for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Which and like I guess if it was just like regular water, it wouldn't show up on the camera very well. To be fair. Yeah, pretty much. Like you like so okay, they got to make it blue. So he's just in he's just shaving his non-existent beard for one second and then decides to trim his nose hairs. 
<laughs> he plays, puts on the radio, fucking John Denver starts playing, which is a theme throughout this. And he's like, oh shit. He immediately unplugs it. He managed to escape the blue goo for a second. But then, you know, it catches up to him. He fucking slips and like tears down like a his shower st- rod string thing. Yeah. That like fucking just wraps around his neck and and starts choking him in the most inconvenient way. He falls in the tub, which is also really slippery for some reason because he spilled all the soap in there as well. Yeah. And it's fucking like... It, it, it's kind of... It, it's like... I, I don't know, man. It's like this... Death is like the most... I feel like it's the most death that could have been like easily avoided. That like it had some sort of influence with uh, with death itself. Like just like actually like fucking physically like pulling the fucking string. Because he slips. It wraps around his neck like fucking perfectly. It does like a... It does wire it wires around him like four fucking times. Yeah. Which is like impossible yeah, for it to happen. Like, yeah, if, if it wraps around you, like whatever, you can just take it off immediately. Nah, this shit gets like tightened and then he flips around to go like land perfectly on the fucking tub to make it look like a suicide. Yeah, it's also like the <laughs> slipperiest tub in the world for some yeah. reason because he can't get a single foothold. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, how slippery is this tub? Like, and it's getting pulled behind them. Like, what's pulling it? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly what is holding, like, his whole neck, his whole body into, like, one fucking place? Yeah, you expect to believe it wraps so perfectly that, like, the exact length of cord, like, didn't allow him to move anymore. Yeah. And it, it's, like, it's so bad, like, like, what's happening? He's even getting, like, blood shots in his eyes. Yeah. That was weirdly the most, like, gruesome part for me, was just when his eyes turned, like, bloodshot red. Yeah. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it's definitely the, the death. It's the first death in the series. Like, and it's also, like, just the stupidest one in terms of, like, it could have been easily had been avoided. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, not only that, but, like, after he fucking dies... Like, the water goes back. <laughs> like, why is... Here's what I don't understand. Every other scene afterwards, Death doesn't show, like, he's covering his tracks. Like, why would Death care about covering tracks? Like, what, is he gonna get fucking caught? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the cops are gonna come to his house and arrest him. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Grim Reaper. We've <laughs> had some reports about you killing some kids. <laughs> yeah. But, it, in, like. but it, exactly, like, what does it matter if the water just goes back or it just lays there? You can just say he had an accident. But why is it, why is Death making it, like, staging a suicide? <laughs> like, it yeah, makes he no... wants to discredit Alex or something. I don't fucking know. Why? Why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. You're he... going to kill them eventually. Yeah, it also doesn't matter because he doesn't try to do it at any other point in the film. No, it doesn't matter. So what the fuck? It's so stupid. It's the so it's the most out of bag death in this movie. I feel like they were they had like a concept they wanted to do, and then they did the scene, and then they just fucking ditched the concept like halfway through the production. <laughs> yeah, and it's like nah, that's stupid, and just like yeah, exactly. just like but they couldn't like change the scene because they already filmed it, so they're like oh whatever, we'll just leave it in. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. Like it 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 happened. It just felt like. 
the most like weirdest death it, it's the out-of-pocket death because it just doesn't make sense moving forward with the franchise and moving forward with the, with this film in particular yeah i'm just like okay sure then and you, and yeah even you were like wouldn't the floor still be wet i'm like <laughs> no i sucked up all the wetness as well yeah. somehow yeah like it doesn't make any fucking sense no it doesn't and then the dad's like alex you know suspects something's going on with todd mm -hmm. at this point so he runs over to the house and the police are already there and his dad's like you did this you know like he was you made him so guilty over his brother's death he killed himself like I'm, yeah okay there buddy <laughs> and he's gaslighting like, him so perfectly yeah, I mean, the dad's probably not thinking straight. He just lost, like, both his sons, so yeah. maybe he's just lashing out. Mm -hmm. I'll give him that, you know. I'll give him that. He's probably just looking for something to blame other mm -hmm. than himself for, you know, the unfortunate death of both his children. Yeah. So this is where uh, he sees Clear also showed up to the house briefly. So Alex goes to her place, and she's just fucking welding or some shit or doing carpentry yeah and he's like why were you there and the, she just kind of dodges the question the whole time she mm -hmm. goes, starts going on about like i don't know sculpture her sculptures and shit yeah and then she's just like yeah this sculpture is you and he's like cool it's like a spring with like a weird outline on it mm -hmm. he's like yeah we have it's like it's, it has no form, but it ha we I still have some like weird attraction to it. And like this girl is just straight up hit like down bad. Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like you want to find out about his his death? Let's go see him. So her idea of a date is going to break into the funeral home, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this really gets me going." I'm like, "Okay, lady." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's also shown Alex the other day was like looked at her picture and is like, "Damn!" He immediately pulls out the Penthouse magazine. Yeah, he's like, "Okay." That's where he thought found out. He saw uh something might have happened to Todd. I don't because he fucking uh, an owl came to the fucking window and he threw the magazine that landed into the fan to the most sharpest fan in like fucking history yeah the, the the entire magazine immediately gets torn into shreds i'm like bro what is that fan made of like oh, I, you know what I, no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it <laughs> and now i'm gonna say it for the pod it could it be that the magazine was so sticky god <laughs> so the paper was so deteriorated <laughs> But I don't know, like, well, it looked like he was just reading it. Yeah, I know. He's just reading the article. The one guy that actually reads. Unironically reads <laughs> the magazines. <laughs> yeah, anyone born after the year, like, 2000. <laughs> this is a not PG-rated moment, but if you wanted to enjoy pornography, you had to buy magazines. Yeah. Like Playboy and Penthouse and actually read them. And very often, since they were technically magazines, they weren't just like pictures of fucking naked women only. They had actual articles and, and actual interviews with people too. Mm -hmm. Like not like not famous people too. Yeah. Like it had like fucking like Michael Jordan and shit like that and like the Playboys sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like they did legit like journalism too. <laughs> yeah. So that was the joke back in the day when you say you're reading the someone catch you reading the play, but like, oh, I'm just reading it for the articles, <laughs> yeah. quote unquote. 
you know? So you'd be like, the equivalent of people watching porn for the plot. <laughs> yeah, watching porn for the, the yeah, the cinematography, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's something like that. But it's like, yeah. So he, unironically, was just reading for the articles. Also, probably because they couldn't just show him jacking off on the screen. <laughs> I mean, they could have. They, they could have, but to. they didn't want to go anything. I mean, there was a sex scene they had to cut out from the film, too. So Who had sex? Uh, him and Clear. They had sex? On the beach, apparently. In there, the beach? There was supposed to be a romance scene out. Why? Well, honestly, that would have made the context later make more sense. Like, Yeah, but like, why have sex? Like, They could have just like kissed. That would have been okay. Look, man. Oh, whatever, man. I'm not... <laughs> this is a movie that came out 23 years ago. <laughs> so... You know, they got the adrenaline going, man. So Yeah. As established, she's really into that. So yeah. She's he's like, oh, I like doing stuff I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. So they go into this and go up to the fucking guy's body. And this is where a guy comes out of the catacombs be like, hey. Fucking it's Tony kid. Scott. Yeah. Is it Tony Scott? Uh, uh, William Blood's Blood. Not Tony Scott. Bloodworth. Uh, Tony, uh, he's the voice, Tony Todd. Tony Todd, yeah. He's gonna be, he's the, uh, voice of, um, Venom in the Spider-Man 2. Voice of Venom in Spider-Man 2, he's also Candyman. Yeah. Candyman. So he shows up out of, like, the basement catacombs, because it looks like a catacomb for some reason. Yeah. And he starts being all ominous, be like, yeah, you know, you can't actually escape death. Death is a design for us all, you know? You, this was part of the design and you managed to escape, but it will come back for you. And he's like, I'm like, if I was there and they're just looking at him like, do you work here, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just like, he's like, yeah, I'll see you soon. I'm like, bro, why fucking the morticians just have like the darkest sense of humor. Like, right. <laughs> or is he joking? Who fucking knows? Like, <laughs> I think he's just joking. He, like, I feel like he, he, this guy is so like used to death itself that he's just like fucking with them. Cause he's just insanely morbid. <laughs> yeah. So after that whole incident, they all meet up at a cafe <clears throat> and Alex goes on, starts talking to clear about like, Oh yeah, I think death is coming for us all. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is where he sees, like, the vision of the bus briefly. <laughs> so, fucking Carter's driving by on the opposite side of the road. Sees fucking, you know, Alex literally sitting there breathing. Yeah. And that triggers him. So, he's like, how dare he exist mm-hmm. in my line of sight. <laughs> he fucking does a fucking skidding, like, drift turn. Yeah. Almost runs over Billy, who's <laughs> always just biking around a I don't know fucking where. He's just biking around town. Yeah. He's like, fucking Carter, you dick. Yeah. Always says that. Yeah. He pulls up to him and just gets up like, what's your problem, man? I'm like, what do, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> Man's just eating fucking, like, having a coffee. Man's sitting here eating the sandwich on the on the side in a restaurant. And he's just like, hey, man, you don't control me. I'm like, what? I think he does. Like. <laughs> Shows up like, hey, you. Yeah, I catch your name. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> this man, talk about living rent-free in someone's heads. This man owns a whole fucking, like, condominium 
in this fucking man's brain. Word. So that motivation still, once again, it's like the most confusing aspect of anything. I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. His girlfriend's at this point is just fucking sick of it because he's like, yeah, you want to fucking just beat this guy up anytime you see him? Go ahead. I'm fucking done. And then she just gets run over by a bus. This is probably the most like sudden death in the film because there's like there's the slight foreshadowing, like you mentioned, of the bus. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of like fucking happens because like you don't even know she's standing on a road at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't look like it's not very obviously a road. It's like it just looks like a str- the sidewalk. Yeah. Like, they didn't show, like, a light or anything. So, she just fucking dies. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. Well, I liked it because, like, well, when that scene happened in particular, I already know that's going to happen, right? But I was looking at you particularly when that happened. And, like, there was a little bit of a, from you, you're like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Honestly, that was more, like, probably the best death, in my opinion. Not, like, the most interesting death, but it was definitely the most well done. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 kind of ironic in a sense because it's the like, simplest well yeah it's the simplest death but it's like because it comes out of nowhere it fucking kills a character that probably no give, could give two fucks about um it's it's ironic because she says drop fucking dead yeah. and she does like I, I mean like i get like if you watch this movie again and when she says that you know that the line is just setting up for her death yeah, but it's like there's no time to really even be like, you know. Like, uh, oh, something's gonna no. It just happens like instantly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, Jesus Christ, this came <laughs> a lot more sudden, quickly than I thought it was gonna go. Yeah, that was gonna be like some weird fucking series of like chain events. No, it just fucking runs her over. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess the next death kind of uh, does yeah. that. Yeah, the next death. So after that happens, fucking Alex is watching a news report and he sees the cause of the plane was a weird series of like system failures that led to like a gas explosion under the plane. Mm-hmm. So he notices that the path of the explosions correspond to like the seats that all of the six of them were sitting in. Yeah. So he used that to map out. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the order in which we're supposed to die, right? Mm hmm. So by that, he determines that the teacher is supposed to die next. So it, it cuts over to her house and she's talking to someone about like having like PTSD from this whole thing. And she just mm-hmm. wants to like move out of town. And she notices Alex like skulking outside her house. So she immediately calls the FBI and he's doing the most suspicious thing. He's like fucking checking her tires mm-hmm. and like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just checking her tires to make <laughs> sure the air pressure is good, which he actually probably was doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they just fucking throw him in the car. So she thinks she's fine. She does like, they do the fake out here where she's like boiling a kettle on her like gas stove and then the gas goes out. Mm -hmm. So she goes to light the match and like put the gas on the stove, but she doesn't turn the gas off when she does it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, she's going to fucking blow up the whole thing. Pretty much. It's like also like you're like, it's also the stupidest thing you can really do. Like, like, you get taught, like, not to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why don't you just turn it on and just turn it back on? Like, and you're not, your stove is not out of gas. Yeah, exactly. The flames or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's turn it back on and turn it back on. Like, the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, at the FBI station, Alex is, just, like, trying to convince the agents of his, like, theory that, you know, 
there's a series of deaths and he can prevent them and they're like yeah okay okay but like they they're like yeah they have nothing on him like doing the other killings because it's like there's literally no way he caused any of this to happen yeah. especially the bus one like literally was he gonna he pay the bus driver off to run her over like, yeah exactly like fucking like i was saying it's like fucking skyfall he planned the bus at the exact moment <laughs> to like crash into her right like have her storm off have Carter fly into a blind rage, turn around, have yeah. her get into a fight, storm off, so the bus runs over at that exact moment. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. That'd, that'd be too wacky even for this film. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they let him go, but back in Miss Luton's house, she makes her tea. She drops her mug, which cracks it. She pours... Well, she, like, tries to drink the tea, but, like, fucking freaks out and throws it on her floor because the tea is like the mug is from the high school which is yeah. part of her ptsd so she's just like fuck so she pours herself a bottle of like 200 proof vodka <laughs> apparently as we find out later so in on the rocks in the mug so as she's walking the mug's fucking dripping all over the place which she doesn't notice somehow yeah, it cracks when she is that what happens when like again because it's cold Meaning cold, but what did that happen if it was hot? Meaning cold. That's what happened, right? Because she had a hot uh, tea in there before, right? And then she poured like the cold ice in. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So she was just being stupid then. Okay, okay, yeah. That's yeah, true. True. she was stupid, but once again, she was stressed <laughs> the fuck out. So once, yeah. she probably wasn't thinking about something like that. I don't know how even being stressed the fuck out. I don't know if she doesn't notice her like drink dripping all over the place, but yeah, exactly. So she goes to her computer and like, I don't know why she like puts the mug over the back of the computer. Like she's checking. I don't know why she was checking back there. Yeah, I don't know either. It was stupid. Like she, so like. Well, does she have to check there? It's like she was like a horn looking thing. And she kind of just like let the mug just drip all over the computer. Which I'm like, that's, well, she doesn't know it's dripping, but it doesn't, who does that motion? It's just stupid. Yeah. It's like when I go to like. Even if I was, like, looking at the back of my computer, I'm not going to, like, hold my coffee and be like, whoa. Like, yeah, what happens if you drop it entirely? There you go. Goodbye, your fucking computer. So then, like, it doesn't matter. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, so... She, uh... She also left her stove on, by the way, so... Yeah. In case you didn't notice. So, while she's doing that, the... the the fucking vodka gets into the computer, completely shorting it, which also apparently caused the computer to explode in her face. Yeah. And, like, the fucking glass shard goes into her neck. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, shit, right? The sparks from the computer light the trail of vodka through her house, like, all the way back to the stove, causing the fucking entire bottle of vodka to explode like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Which I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets over there to like fucking slips on her own fucking blood. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus Christ. This is like, I'm watching like literally Home Alone 2 over here. <laughs> she goes to reach like a towel, I guess, to. Well, she, she falls down because of the like fucking explosion at the stove. Yeah. Yeah, no, she slips on the blood though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She slips on the blood. I thought it, I don't. I thought she, it was because of the explosion that like made her like. No, fall. she slipped. She slipped. Oh okay, okay. So, and then 
She goes to reach for the towel, I guess, to like fucking stem the bleeding. Mm-hmm. But she unfortunately put it over an entire rack of knives for some reason yeah. instead of just on the counter next to it. Yeah. Once again, like, what is she doing? Like, why is she even grabbing a towel? <laughs> I just thought it was probably like to cover the wound or something. Oh, I, I guess to, so. To like stem the bleeding. I, just to put pressure on it. I guess, yeah. Or but maybe like, she's going to like tie it around her like a tourniquet. I don't fucking know I mean, what her plan is know. here. It's not that long. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't know what her plan is here. But. Of course, as you can probably figure out, she pulls the thing, all the fucking knives fall, and, like, one pierces through her fucking chest. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Alex shows up, and once again, like the last movie we watched, no one fucking locks their door. <laughs> so he just runs into the house and sees the scene. He's like, oh, Miss Luton, I'll help you, right? I'm like, he looks like he's going to pull the knife out. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, I know, right? Why would you pull out the knife? Just let her keep... People, they don't know, but, like, if you get stabbed... And the knife is still in you. You keep the fucking knife in you, bro. Don't take it out, cause then you're just gonna bleed out. Yeah. The knife is the only thing holding that fucking blood. So while he's trying to do something, like the another explosion occurs, which like knocks him away, and then knocks a chair directly on top of the knife and pushes it in, killing her. So fucking Alex runs out of the house. See, Billy's just biking around town in the middle of the night again for some fucking reason. He's like, oh, hey, Alex. And the, he runs out in the fucking Mission Impossible style. Like, the whole house explodes behind him. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Bro. Why is this guy always mixed in with, like, the dumbest things oh, ever? Yeah. Earlier on, he pulled the fucking knife out of the thing to yeah. make himself look even more suspicious. Yeah. Get his fingerprints all over the fucking knife. Yeah. I'm like, bro, this is, you're so fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> really are the fucking stupidest character. You run into this house. Don't call the police immediately. Well, they don't have cell phones. I can't. We have to go back in our time with our non cell phone. Brain. Okay. Well, you could fucking like 911 the house phone. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, why would he pull the knife out of her? Yeah. And it's the stupidest thing you could ever fucking do. So, after this whole fucking sequence of events happens, you know, they, uh, Clear meets up with, uh, Carter and Billy, who all, once again almost gets run over by Carter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're like, why do you want to, why do you want to meet up here at this memorial? So and he's like, yeah, he doesn't, Alex doesn't believe me, right? It didn't want to talk to me, but I think he knows something. So... So they so they decide to go meet up with Alex. Alex, ex- they pick him up and explain mm-hmm. like, "Hey, he's like, I know how this is gonna go down. Like, who's gonna go happen next?" And they're like, "Oh, who's next, right?" Yeah. And Carter's like, "Oh, is it me?" And he doesn't say anything. He just gives him like a look. He's like, "Oh shit, it's me, right?" Mm-hmm. And then Carter's like, "Well, I control, I control my own life, and I control my own death." So he starts fucking driving like that one scene in Fight Club where he just takes his hands off the wheel, <laughs> yeah, driving through town like fucking like a maniac. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't know what he's doing at this point. I'm like, if his plan is to kill himself, he's doing a shit job because he hasn't crashed a single time. Right. Like, he's just driving dangerously, but he's not crashing. Like, bro, if you want to kill yourself, just speed up and go into a fucking wall. Like, what's wrong? Right. Anyway, he's just acting insane. Fucking Billy is like, hey, man, let me out here, you know? Yeah, he's just being annoying. 
And then uh, Alex is seeing like weird like premonitions, as in like not premonitions, but like he's seeing weird signs. Like his seatbelt is like ripped. He sees like a vision of like the seatbelt being ripped, even though it's fine. And he sees like a vision of a train. Yeah. So as you can expect by this point, they get to a train tracks and fucking clears yelling like, "Hey, stop!" Right. So he ends up stopping directly on the train tracks as a train's coming. First of all, this train's taking forever to fucking get there. It's nowhere close to them. So yeah. So they're like, "Hey, man, let us out." So Carter just at first doesn't let them out for some fucking reason. Yeah. And then eventually they get out. He just sits in the car and he's just like, "Hey, man, you don't have to do this, right?" Like, and he's like, eventually he's just like, "Now nah, is not my time to die." But then Death's like, "Nah, it is." So, <laughs> so Death locks the door on him and like makes it so he can't get his seatbelt out. Mm-hmm. Alex also starts uh, stops his car engine for some engine reason. Engine doesn't work, so because <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so Alex decides to do something. He's like, because he saw in the vision the seatbelt rip. He like tries ripping him out of the seat, which ends up. I don't know. It looks like they got fucking hit by the train in this. Yeah, it does. Apparently dodged it at the last possible second. Yeah. Uh, the fucking car gets hit by the train. Explodes, of course, because it needs to explode. And they're like, they're like, oh shit. Like Billy's like, no, we can't get away from me. You're next. Right. And there's some foreshadowing of like some metal shard under the train. Right. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I see what's going to happen here. So fucking predictably the fucking train runs over the metal shard. It shoots through the guy's fucking skull and decapitates. It's like in half. Yeah. Cuts his head in half. So the, Alex is like, oh shit, since I saved Carter, like he cheated death and therefore it skipped to the next person on the list, right? Yeah. Which so becomes like this whole like formulaic thing in the, in, the, in the franchise that like there's always a design and the whole like movie, everybody's trying to cheat like the, the design. Yeah, so that's Alex's thing. It's like, oh yeah, if we skip a person's death, right? Like then you can live, right? Mm-hmm. That's his theory, so... He's supposedly next on the list, so he goes up to clear his father's cabin, which apparently was the cabin also seen in Lake Placid, another horror movie. Wow. Lake Placid. Lake Placid. That's a, that's a Killer uh, crocodiles. That's a genre we haven't done, just killer animal movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking Jaws. Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda. Yeah. Piranha. Piranha. Classic. The Wicker Man, maybe. No, the not, bees the bees no, not really but <laughs> the birds the birds yeah Bird. sharknado sharks yeah exactly <laughs> those kinds of movies cujo oh god i don't want to do cujo birdemic birdemic <laughs> yeah the horrors of global warming <laughs> yeah but yeah then uh alex goes up to the cabin this is he goes through his like insanity arc where he starts like putting corks on like nails in the walls and like yeah. duct taping shit to the wall. And then he's like, he sees the wind coming in, which is like been like a theme throughout the film. Like when you see the wind coming in, that means like death is shows up mm-hmm. and he sees like a fucking fishing rod fall down and perfectly hook like a door open. So he's like, Oh shit. He closes the door. A fucking knife pierces it. Right. Like the, either the world shittiest door, or the world's sharpest knife. <laughs> yeah. And he opens it and he's like, ah, a rusty hook. I can get tetanus. So you, you saw this, I put, I prepared, right? Mm-hmm. But then he realizes at one point that him, uh, 
he was going by the seating plan if he had switched seats like he did in the premonition, but he didn't switch seats. So he's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm not next. Right. It's supposed to be clear. Clear. Clear is next. So he leaves his fucking safety cab. And clear at this point has gone to the FBI and just be like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you where he is, but then immediately tells him where he is. Right. <laughs> so the police show up and start chasing him. He gets on a boat. Which does shit all because they immediately catch up to him on the other side of the lake. <laughs> yeah, right. I, my my thing is like, why could they just like get somebody just like to swim? It's it wasn't that shallow or that deep. Yeah, I don't sorry, know. it wasn't that deep. Well, but they didn't need to because they caught up on the road like in two <laughs> seconds. So, <laughs> so they catch up to him. They get a you know ten scene like a quick like ten scene where he falls down a thing and almost gets impaled on a fucking branch. Yeah. Meanwhile, Claire's house, her fucking electrical wire got hit by a lightning bolt and starts sparking everywhere. Yeah. And then her dog's just fucking trying to attack it for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's a fucking dog, so I guess. Like... So she goes out to save the dog. You were questioning why she had time to put on that jacket. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. She's just cold, man. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like, but there's an electrical wire, like, exploding of fucking sparks, and your dog is barking at it, and it's literally right there. You got fucking time to put a jacket on? Nah, you're running immediately. <laughs> yeah. So it's implied death is controlling this, like, electrical cable because it's kind of just, like, flailing very specifically <laughs> over the place. Yeah. So, like, she has, like, one of those weird uh, clothes umbrella things that you hang clothes on outside. I don't know what they're actually called. Mm. Those, like, umbrella-looking clothes racks. Yeah. That, like, flies off, almost fucking impales her. Mm-hmm. It ends up impaling, like, the pool, which then fucking all the water spills out, which then the electrical wire electrifies. But she dodged it by, like, jumping on her trellis. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, Bro, what is this man's, like, Rube Goldberg-esque like chain reaction style deaths like you couldn't just have the electrical wire fucking fall on her couldn't just get impaled here he's got to like no i gotta like have the electrical wire fall have the thing fly off impale the the pool then spilling the water all over the ground and then electrocuting her yeah so it didn't work out but death you know he doesn't doesn't give up that easily so yeah clearly meanwhile alex is just running through the woods this, they got some montage of him running through the woods this whole time. Yeah. So while this is happening, Claire's trying to get back into her, her room by climbing up the outside. Yeah, and the fucking electric wirings is like heading towards her. Yeah, it's just like sparking all over the place. Yeah. She ends up like not getting in the... How does she fail at getting in the window again? I don't know if I can remember. She climbs. Yeah, but she doesn't... Oh, yeah, she does get inside, right? Yeah, she gets inside the house, and she, then the, it starts sparking everything inside the yeah, house. Yeah, also her house is, like, the shittiest wiring known to man. Because, <laughs> like, her, her entire fucking house, like, starts going up in sparks. Yeah. Like, all the, like, light bulbs explode, and all the outlets, like, explode. I'm like, bro, what is this going on in his house? Like, right? I've had power outages in my house. That never fucking happened. Right. So she runs to the garage and gets in. Her car, obviously, she has an electric garage opener, which obviously doesn't fucking work because all her entire wiring just exploded. Yeah. So she just ends up trying to, like, ram her way out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, I like how the wire is, like, trying to get in the garage door, like... <laughs> 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 like it's fucking, like, um, like living. Yeah. <laughs> so she backs out the fucking... One of the struts from the garage door almost impales like her and just pierces through the windshield Mm -hmm. 
she backs out, but it doesn't work out because the fucking wire just like lands on her car. And then it's like short fuses everything in there. He shorts it. She tries to get out with this one. Alex shows up like, no, don't get out of the car. Like you're grounded in the car. Actual fact though. If you're ever in a lightning storm, stay in your car because if a lightning hits your car, you'll be fine because the, the wheels make it grounded. Mm. The wheel it will pass over the body of the car into the rubber tires and will not hurt you. Oh. So, but if you do get out and touch any part of the car, you will be electrocuted. So, oh. so that's actual advice. So if you get like if lightning strikes your car directly, directly, you have to stay in the car. Yeah, because electricity always takes the path of least resistance metal is very conductive so it will go mm. along the metal mm. into the lower part of the car with the you know the rubber the tires but since rubber is very like ins is an insulator it will just like absorb most of the electricity essentially before that's okay. the short explanation yeah that's so that was actually good advice from alex he's just like okay i'll get you so like he starts like fighting the fucking wire with a shovel mm. So he's like, but then the fucking wire also ignites like some random gas canister she has in her fucking. No, the shovel did. No, the shovel, yeah, flies yeah, well, off, it's... hits the gas canister, which shoots it under a car, <laughs> which then the wire ignites the gas canister. And he's like, the car's going to explode. He's like, you know, we skipped the last death. So if I die here, then you'll be fine. He's like, no, don't do this, Alex. Like, I'll, I'll have to. So Alex does the 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 giga chad move sacrifice himself gets fucking blown up he then looks like he's dead but it goes to six months later and he's not dead yeah <laughs> and clear dyed her hair blonde her original hair color but whatever <laughs> well i guess in the movie she dyed her hair blonde yeah so this scene in particular is weird and it's because it's the it's the reshoot is it it's a reshoot yeah because why like like the reasoning why she's blonde is because that's actually her normal hair color. Yeah. And then they like called in for reshoots. So they're like, fuck, like <laughs> show up as you are right now. Cause even fucking, uh, Alex is blonde too. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier that Claire and Alex got in a relationship at some point. A point. <laughs> where we, that, that whole beach scene I mentioned where they find Alex on the beach and like Claire is talking to him. And then later, anytime sometimes he's like, oh, baby, what's wrong? I'm like, baby. Yeah, when I know. This happened. I know, right? It's been like two days. <laughs> right? Like, fuck, man. They really moved quick in this relationship. Well, when death's on your door, you got to move fucking quick. Yeah. You, gotta, really. you got no time. Yeah. So that was where the deleted idea of them having like romantic scene in that was mm. happened, which would have explained why she's calling him baby. Yeah. I, I guess. feel like they had the scene, then cut it out, and then just kept that line in. Yeah. Which is like, this is like the whole fucking Listerine disappearing scene earlier. <laughs> they just like leave things in that they, they don't make any sense later. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But so they end up going, finishing their flight to Paris for some reason after this horrible near series of deaths that happened. <laughs> right. to them. They go to Paris and start talking about like, oh man, that was crazy. You know, I feel like yeah, that was Carter good. is finally not a dick. Yeah. All it took was the death of like. Everybody, <laughs> everybody he, in his class, and three other people. Yeah. So, meanwhile, the the foreshadowing happens. A French man starts singing "Rocky Mountain High" in French. Yeah. 
And then they're like, oh, shit. Well, the idea is that, like, Alex is confused about the design because, like, why did it skip me? Yeah, because it's like, he says he only skipped clear because he intervened, but yeah. he didn't die. So, like, but no one intervened for him. So, like, how does that work, right? Like, yeah. once you go through the list, like, are you free? And then fucking Carter's like, well, maybe it just circles back and you're going to fucking die next, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, like, like Alex, why did you not ever think about that? <laughs> like, why did it just take Carter for you to fucking figure that out? Yeah. Also, does that mean since it's been six months, it only happens if you actually think about it? Like, yeah, because it's been six months. He could have died at any time. Yeah. yeah but they got to wait that long to. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's stupid. It's like Dev is just fucking with him at the, at this point. Yeah, Clear sees a vision of the bus, and he's like, Alex, right? The fucking bus misses him, crashes into a fucking pole. The pole falls, knocking an electrical wire, which is attached to a, like, a bill, like a, like an, like a sign, like an ad. Yeah. Which falls down, swings down, almost hits Alex in the fucking, just almost, just rams him, but Carter saves him. He's like, see, I told you you're next, right? He's like, okay, well, since we skipped me, like, what happens? And it's like, oh, I guess it circles back. Like, who's next on the list? And then that's when the billboard fucking swings back and fucking, it's implied Carter dies. Yeah. So it's like, yep, yeah, well, that's the end of the movie. Yep, that was it. That was fun. I mean, what a what a way to end the film, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was okay. <laughs> Wasn't it? The third act of the film is. By far the worst part of the film. Yeah. Like, that whole electrical outlet bullshit is so stupid. It's so drawn out, too. Also, it's just, it's just not... There's nothing about that whole, like, scene like that really got the tension for me rolling. Because it's so drawn out. And also, like, why is Death killing Clear the most complicated way possible? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like... And they're fighting the electrical wire, and then it's like that was like the, in the day after tomorrow, where they're like running away from the cold down. Yeah, and the cold chases them down the hall. I'm yeah, like, you touch one part of the cold, you're instant freeze. And they're like, "Quick, sl- shut the door on the." I'm like, "Bro, it's a, just a temperature. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, that's not how temperature works. <laughs> you can't outrun the cold. Like, no, fucking Sub Zeros out here, like fucking like shooting ice balls at." Yeah, this one, this one I was fucking raiding out here. Fucking <laughs> raiding, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm going to give it my score for this, man. Let's end it. Uh, I'll give it a... Look, man, as a franchise legacy, I love it. It's one of my favorite. Do I think that the first installment is not the best? Yeah, it isn't. It's like a six for me. Yeah, that's. I'm giving this a six as well. Like I, I do believe that the front, like the sequel, is way better. Like, and then I have a personal love for Final Destination three, but I do think that Final Destination two is by far the best sequel out of this franchise. And uh, yeah, because it just works on like what made Final Destination one really good, and just like improved it. Okay, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that, but... But, yeah. yeah. This is my first watch. I give it a six. Yeah. It just, like we said before, besides, like, the wackiness of it that was appealing, there's not a lot of 
substance to much else, you know? Yeah. I don't really have a lot of complaints about like anything like the soundtrack or the cinematography. The mm-hmm. soundtrack was actually kind of interesting. It may, it, it feels like it was from like an older time. Yeah. Just considering this came out in 2000, but maybe it's just due to the, what came out after that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The cinematography was fine. The script was bad. <laughs> yeah. The characters were just kind of jobbers, but Yeah. Yeah, six, you know, it's entertaining while you watch it, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. So. Um, yeah, that's... That's <laughs> that's the final countdown. Yeah, that's that. That's that. Mm-hmm. Ro- Rocky Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Colorado. All right. Until next time, guys. Take care. Goodbye.